Tonight, the topic that Pastor gave me to minister on, I think is a timely topic. And, um, you know, especially with the word of the Lord we've received from Dr. Savelle this year about 2023 and the maximum, right? Highest level attainable. And I just want you to know that with God having told us that his desire for us is maximum, that every message from here on out is to get you there. There's something in every message from here on out that we need, maybe different things within the message that you're going to need to take you there. Amen. Amen. Tonight's topic, oh, I'm echoing a little bit up here, is um, the the title of the message is Pursuing Excellence. I found over the years that sometimes people don't like this word very much, excellence. And over the years, um, some people have even given me a hard time about it. You know, when you bring it up in church or when you ask for excellence in the church or in service or in serving. And, um, but let's talk about this word excellence. The root of the word is excel. Come on. The root of the word excellence, the the reason we have a word called excellence is because the root is excel. Excel. I thought you would like that a little bit more than you're saying. Excel. That means to exceed, excel, go beyond. Sounds a lot like the maximum. Don't you think? To surpass. That's the root of this word. So um, this topic came from Dr. Savell's minister's manual. And in that minister's manual, he says, God is calling his ministers today to a deeper commitment to excellence. If we truly want God's best, then excellence must become one of our main pursuits. He goes on to say, this means you can no longer settle for being average or ordinary. I don't think anyone in here wanted to be that anyway, right? We are not into ordinary or average. He said, you have to go beyond the average. It means going beyond what others are satisfied with regarding their service to God. You have to go beyond that because we're excelling, right? We're talking about excellence because we want to excel. We want the maximum that God has for us this year, which means we have to excel. To excel, you have to excel. (laughs) Some biblical terms that the Bible uses in reference to this is an excellent name, an excellent way, excellent wisdom, excellent greatness, excellent in power, excellent in guidance. Excellent speech, God's excellence. See, God himself is a God of excellence. He does things excellently. Can I get a witness? All you have to do is look around at creation to witness the excellent way he does stuff. And that's your God. And that's who lives in you. So there's no excuse for us not to be excellent. When they look at us, they should see God, right? So when they look at us, they should see excellence. It's the same thing. If we're pursuing God, then we're automatically pursuing excellence because it's who he is. It's part of his nature. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine in the Living Bible says, Do you see a man who excels in his work? He shall stand before kings. That's a promise. When you excel in your work, you're going to be noticed. You'll be noticed. You'll be exalted. It makes me think of my friend Brad. 
who recently got a promotion. And if I were to ask Brad, Brad, did you get that promotion because you've been there the longest and it doesn't matter what kind of work you do? He'd say no, right? Everybody knows you don't get promoted for sloppy work. You excel, you get promoted because you excel, (laughs) right? And Brad recently got a promotion and he's in line to be the top, should I say top dog? Can I say that in church? The top dog where he works to be mentored by the very top. Right? That's what it's like. That's what it's like when we're, when we're becoming more like God. We're concerned with excellence. We want to do things in an excellent way. Because when people look at you, they should know there's something different about you. This word excel in this, in this verse, do you see a man who excels in his work? He shall stand before kings. In some translations, it translates excels, excels in his work diligent. Do you see a man who's diligent in his work? That word diligent means, so it's very similar to excel, but it means steady in application to business. Constant in effort to accomplish what is undertaken. Not idle or negligent. Exertion of body or mind without unnecessary delay or sloth. It's like when we tell our kids, obedience is not delayed. Obedience, right? That's disobedience. (laughs) Exertion of body or mind without unnecessary delay or sloth, which means lazy. Steady, earnest, energetic effort. Now, let me just pull out a couple of words from that diligent definition. So we are all on the same page about what we're talking about. Application, effort, exertion. Sounds like we have a part, (laughs) right? Like it's actually, you have to do something, right? Being diligent isn't a mental, it is mental, but it's physical. It's a physical trait. It's applying effort. It's exerting yourself towards something. Second Peter 1.5 says, because we're partakers of the divine nature, we're to give all diligence, adding to our faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, so on and so forth. So that's our job. We are to give attention to those things and add them to our lives. Make them yours. In other words, constant in effort to accomplish what is undertaken. Right? Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Proverbs 10.4 says, The hand of the diligent makes rich. I'll take that. I'll take that. If I was guaranteed riches, why wouldn't I want to be diligent? That's a guarantee. A guarantee. I often think it's funny when people say, well, I should say, say, try to say spiritual things that don't even work out in the natural. I think it's funny. I laugh. I sometimes laugh about those things. Like, you know, if, if, if we were to think that we're going to get the maximum without changing anything in our lives. If we think we're going to win without playing. If we think we're going to win without practicing, that doesn't even work out in the natural, right? And the natural is just kind of a, a, a a shadow, a type of the spiritual creation is. So you can't look at creation or how things work here and think that the spiritual, that you can just, that I can just sit around and confess maximum. You know, we, were, we, we serve a God who tells us about sowing and reaping. 
And so when we give the maximum, we get the maximum. But God will always multiply our efforts. He will always jump in there and work with us. So it's not like you're on your own in this, right? But it's not, I think it's, it's just funny to think that we would win or go to the maximum or get a national championship. Like that's what a maximum is, right? It's like the utmost win without changing a little bit of what we're doing. Genesis, in Genesis 49.4, Jacob, who is then Israel, says to one of his sons, unstable as water, you shall not excel. So we can't be unstable. That does not lend to excelling. Unstable means sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I believe it, sometimes I don't. I think a good word for unstable is the word sometimes. If we're only doing it sometimes, that's unstable, right? Dr. Savelle was just here and he ministered a powerful message. I loved it. I've read my notes over and over again, listened to it over and over again. And he, it was so simple. He taught on love and faith, right? Remember? In the maximum, he talked about how you have to have love and faith. Not sometimes. That's unstable. Can we at least shoot for most of the time? Most of the time? To excel, you must be excellent. You must do excellent. Right? When you take the word excel and you make it excellent, you know, you put that little, you guys, me and Pastor Justin, if you haven't realized already, are a little nerdy. That's one thing we have in common. So I'm going to bring you like, you know, grammar or whatever, because it interests me. So if it doesn't interest you, just put up with me for a little bit. I'll get to a good point that you will love. So this word excellent, when you take the word excel and you add an ENT on the end, when you add an ENT to any word, not just excel, any word, it becomes doing or performing the action of the verb. So if I'm excellent, that means I'm doing or performing excel, excelling. So again, I have to do or perform excel to be considered excellent, right? So I'm performing, I'm doing it, which means I have to choose it, right? I choose to do it. It's not something, excelling doesn't just happen. Oh, she's so lucky she excels. (laughs) No, Said nobody ever, or you shouldn't, right? It's not something that just happens. Like all of a sudden we just start excelling. No, it's that I chose to start performing excelling. And now you're noticing it in my life. You know, you have these amazing athletes. That didn't just happen. Now, they may have had a gift or a natural talent, Or they may have just developed and developed and developed, but they put effort into developing. And they probably worked with a really good coach. How many of you think God is a really good coach? (laughs) I think God is a really good coach and I can't spend enough time. I mean, I can't spend too much time with him. I never can get enough. I can never get enough. So we have these words, excellent and diligent. So each adding ENT to them. So I thought about diligent. Well, the root of that is dilla. What is that? (laughs) I started laughing to myself. But that little root, dillage, is a Latin root. And that word, 
that root, according to the Webster's 1828 dictionary, means to love earnestly. So when you're diligent, you're, you're loving earnestly. You're doing the performing of loving. It also means choosing. So I'm earnestly loving and choosing when I'm being diligent. I thought that was interesting. I didn't expect that. Surprise. So you become diligent. A lot of times you become diligent because of love. Ladies, can I get a witness? Who wants to clean the house? I mean, I enjoy a clean house, but I don't want to clean the house. Why do I clean the house every week? Because I love my family, right? I love my family. I don't want to live in dirt. I don't want them to live in dirt, right? I love, so I clean the house. And, you know, I don't yell at anyone about it, or I try not to. So being excellent and being diligent is becoming more like God. Because he worked. He rested on the seventh day, but he worked excellently. Why? Because he loved you. If he didn't love us, everything would just be like bland. But it's not. We have spices, we have foods, we have sunsets and sunrises. The sun could just disappear. We have blue skies and green grass. He does things excellently. Anyone, this is what I love about excellence. Like you may not be an athlete. You may not be an NBA athlete, right? But anyone can achieve excellence. Anyone. In any area of your life, you can choose to become excellent in it. It's not a talent. It's a heart matter. It's simply a heart matter. Not something you're born with. It's in the heart. 1 Corinthians 12.31 says there's a more excellent way. Anybody know what that way is? Love. 1 Corinthians 12. A more excellent way is love. What makes me, again, what makes me do things with excellence? Love. Love for God. Love for others. You know, in high school, there were certain things I didn't do because my dad was a pastor. So there were certain things I didn't do because I didn't want to make him look bad. You know, I mean, it wasn't until, you know, I knew he was teaching me and, you know, I was listening in church and I knew the right things, but there were certain things I just didn't choose to do because I didn't want to make my dad look bad. Like I was tempted to do it and I didn't really, you know what I mean? I was like, I didn't, I didn't not do it for me. I did. I didn't do it for him. I didn't want to make him look bad. Do you know there's a Bible verse about that? Romans 2, 23 and 24 says, Do you dishonor God by breaking the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. That's rough. I don't want to make God look bad. I want to prove what his will toward people are. See, his whole point in telling me how to live is so that I can have this awesome life that other people look and say, your God is amazing to give you that life, to teach you how to have that life. And then they want to serve the same God I serve. And then he gets to rescue them from an eternity in hell. (laughs) 
Love motivates you to excel. And it's easier to choose excellence when you love. It's easier to be excellent. It's easier for me to obey the commands, the instructions, because I love God. It's easy for me. You know, the same goes, you can see the same thing in marriage. I clean the house while Eric mows the lawn because he loves me. You know, you don't do something that your spouse doesn't like or you try not to, right? When you find out they don't like it. Why? Because you love them. You love them. To have an excellent marriage, you have to choose to excel. You have to choose to love the other person, right? We all know this. It's only selfishness that cuts corners. You're just thinking about yourself when you cut a corner. If you aren't excelling, if your marriage... Do you love me? Do you love me? I'm going to tell you something. If there's an area in your life, if your marriage isn't excelling, it's probably because you haven't decided to get good at loving. Any area of our life. If we're not excelling at work, it's because you don't love your boss. You don't love the company. You're not doing your best for them because you haven't decided to walk out love. If you were loving, you'd be excelling. Because love doesn't ever want to hurt anybody. Philippians 1, 9 through 10 says, I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment that you may approve the things that are excellent. See, when you start to know God, when you start to learn what he's like and you want to be just like him, you'll approve the things that are excellent and you will disapprove, disapprove the things that aren't. Dr. Savell said in his minister's manual, when you successfully overcome temptations to settle for anything less than God's standards, then you are truly pursuing excellence in your life. See, it takes a determination, a choice, a great love to keep from being conformed to this world's culture, this world's standards. If you don't keep renewing your mind, if you don't know your God and know what he wants and desires for you, you'll walk in far less. You'll accept far less. When you're debating with yourself on something that you should or shouldn't do, What is that? That's your carnal nature versus your spirit nature. That's your flesh versus your spirit. That's God speaking to you through your spirit. And you're fighting with yourself. So who's winning? Today that happened to me. I put this in my notes just this afternoon because that happened to me today. I went to do something and my mind said, you don't need that. I was going to eat something. I totally did not eat. But um, he was like, because guys, God will talk to you about anything you'll let him talk to you about. He will let you talk. He will talk to you and try to help you in any area that you will allow him to. And so today I was, I was, I wanted this thing. I wanted this and I totally did not need it. So I was debating within myself. Should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? Well, by the th- when I realized that that was my spirit and my flesh, why would I not choose my spirit? That's right. Amen. So you have to like, okay, which one is the spirit and what is the spirit telling me to do? That's for my benefit. That's right. 
The other one is just me trying to get my way and probably is not for me if the spirit is actually arguing with me about it. Right? If you're even debating with yourself about something, you already know the answer. Or you wouldn't be debating with yourself. Just don't do it. The question has already come up. If there was no problem, you wouldn't even be asking. If you had no quickening within yourself, you would not even be asking. You would have just done it. Whether it's something you say, something you eat, whatever it is. God has maximum on his mind for you. So he will help you get there. He's helping you get there today, right now. Those of you that came to church tonight, you might have had a, should I, shouldn't I go? Oh, I just want to stay home. You all won. Congratulations. (laughs) You all won. You all are going higher. You're here because you're getting maximum tonight. You're getting maximum tonight. Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm on the prowl for maximum. I'm going to get my maximum. It says, the Bible says in Philippians 2.23, that it's God who works in you to will and to do his good pleasure. So when he's in there trying to tell you what to do, it's for your good pleasure. He's wanting to take you higher. He's taking you to another level. And he's just trying to get you to listen and obey. Matthew 6.33, which we're doing first things first, right? Says if you do things God's way, which is the right way, then you'll get right results. When we do things God's way, then we have the potential to exceed anything we've known before. All previous levels of accomplishment, right? When we do things his way. If there's something you're not doing his way, just have faith, change it to his way, and watch yourself excel and exceed. That's where he's taking you. Don't ever compromise in your effort to go higher. Whether it's in a job at work, whether it's um, popularity, whether it's finding a spouse, don't compromise. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. Do it God's way and you're going to get the highest and the best. The highest and the best. That's what he wants for you. And it will last. You know, remember that story about who built the house on the rock? Well, when storms come, it still stood. That's what God has planned for you. So don't compromise. This thing about excellence. Why? Why would we act like someone without God when we have God? There should be a drastic difference between you and people who don't have God. They should be able to tell in how you talk, how you behave, everything, everything. There should be a difference. Like I said, when they look at you, they should see God. When they hear you, they should hear God. That's who's in you. If we're allowing God to be the one that's excelling in us. If he's the one winning. If your spirit man is top dog. If your spirit man is stronger than your flesh, your soul. Then that's who they're going to see. We've all shown our bad side. Me included. 
You've been in a store, annoyed, waiting in line, whatever. Somebody cuts in line. Right? We have a choice. That is an opportunity. It is an opportunity to go with your flesh or go with your spirit. Obviously, if they're cutting in line, they're in a hurry. And maybe you're not. Or maybe you are. But what if... What does it hurt? If they're going to cut anyway, why not show them the love of God? You might actually accomplish something, right? Now, you know, I'd like to tell them back of the line, but be led by the spirit. All right, moving on. Dr. Sabell says in his minister's manual, how you do things is a reflection of who you are. Your lifestyle, your conduct, your behavior are reflections of who you are. So, if we're about being like God, then this love that I'm talking about, this excellence that I'm talking about, you should be able to say, it's what I do, man. It's what I do. Love and excellence is just what I do, man. It's just what I do. I do it all the time. All the time. Not sometimes. I don't want to be unstable. Because then I won't excel. Aren't we into excelling? Now you all get all you all get all excited when, when Dr. Spell gets in here and he talks yeah. about the maximum, yeah. the highest level attainable. Yeah. So I want you just as excited yeah. when I'm talking about it's time to excel. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta step up our game. We gotta start doing things better and more and right and listening to the Holy Ghost and obeying when he says something, even about the little things. It's the little things. Dr. Savelle has a message called blessing blockers. And it's the little things that you're not doing. It's the disobedience. It's the unforgiveness. It's the things you know to do and aren't doing. So let's just all get on the same page and just say we're going to do it. Right? Let's. Let's encourage one another to go beyond. To surpass where we've been. Or what what we've said was okay. Let's move it up. Let's move our line up. See, we have to get rid of that, that that's good enough. That's fine. Hey, if you want to keep a that's good enough mentality, then be satisfied with where you are because that's good enough. <laughs> Did I just say that? I'm sorry. See, God is looking. Second Chronicles 16, 9 says that God is looking to show himself strong on behalf of someone whose heart is loyal to him. A heart that's loyal to him means that when he nudges you about something, you're loyal. You go with him. And I know he's nudging us. If he's talking to us about the maximum and going to the highest level, then guys get ready to be nudged. If he's nudging me, I know he's going to nudge you too. Cause he's not a respecter of persons. He wants us all to go higher. And so there's going to be little nudges. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Heartily. It's almost, it's earnestly, enthusiastically, completely, thoroughly as unto the Lord. This is the how you do anything. Heartily. Enthusiastically, completely, thoroughly, earnestly. That's how we do everything. Those are attributes of excellence. As unto the Lord. See, we're going to have to work on loving. We're going to have to work on listening about the little things. 
Because God is not mocked. What you sow is what you reap. And when you sow excellence, you reap excellence. Dr. Chevelle said, excellence demands that you continually reach forward to something higher and something greater than you've experienced before. That's what I'm saying. He said, a person of excellence always stretches himself to be more disciplined, more focused, and more productive. After 2020, those are good words. So to go to the maximum, in what areas can you be more disciplined? Just take a minute and think about it. Where could I be more disciplined? In what areas could you be more focused? Maybe there's been something you've been wanting to do for years, but it's just, you know, not there. You know, the Bible says, if God, the vision, write it down, make it plain so you can see it. So write it down, put it where you're going to see it every day. So it becomes the forefront of your thoughts. That thing that you want this year that you know God's talking about or that thing you've been wanting for years, maybe it's write a book. Put it on in front of you and hold yourself accountable to it. Whatever it is. You want to learn a foreign language. Do it. This is your year. Go higher. And then where can you be more productive? Where have you not been being productive? Do you have... You know, some people say spend time, but I think a better term is invest time. Where are you investing your time? What are you doing with all those hours after you get home from work before you go to bed? Let's make that time more productive. I am so glad that pastors having us read through the New Testament again this year. Are you loving it? I love it. I I mean, it doesn't matter how many times you read it. Something's going to pop out to you. It's a good reminder. Even if you already know the stories, they're good reminders. You can get energized when you read it. And it's just a good thing. It's and you're being productive. Why? Because you're sowing to your spirit. You're not sowing to your flesh. Those hours between get home from work and go to bed, are you sowing to your flesh or are you sowing to your spirit? You know, it was, it's funny in our home. It's since Eric's not here, I can tell stories. Are you guys glad when he's not here? So one day he's like, he's like, I just, I just, I just need a, I just need a break. I just need a break. I'm, I'm going to go watch, I'm going to watch TV. I don't, he didn't say those exact words, but that's what he's saying. I need a break. I'm going to watch TV. And I was like, and so I said, so you're so tired of the world, you're going to go watch the world? He didn't watch TV. <laughs> but sometimes we just got to get real with ourselves. If you're so tired of the world, and you're going to sit down and watch the world and just sow to the flesh and sow to their culture, it's going to take a real determination to not be influenced by the culture, you guys. So why would you want to surround yourself with that? When you have God Almighty knocking on your door saying, I want to give you maximum. Spend some, how about some maximum time with me? Right? We just got to go to another level. If we want to go to another level, we got to go to another level. God can't take you to another level if you're not willing to go to another level 
in the word, in prayer, in church. If you're watching online and and you're sometimes coming to church, make a commitment. Get in here. You're going to love it. You're going to love us. It's so exciting to support one another, encourage one another while we're here. You talk before service. You talk after the service. There's just things you can't get by sitting at home. And when God's talking about the maximum, come on. What are we doing on Wednesday night? Get to church. Get to church. I want the maximum. You're going to see me at church. It's a way of life. In the Bible, we have an excellent example. I'm going to end with this. An excellent example of someone who did this. And that's Daniel. Daniel 1.8 says, let me just turn there real quick. Daniel 1.8 talks about Daniel and it says that he had an excellent spirit. In, there was an excellent spirit found in him. Remember, excellence is not something you're born with. It's a decision you make. It's developed. So for Daniel, it began in, ex, in Daniel 1.8. He purposed, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. That Remember I told you it starts with a determination, a choice, a love for God. Why did he do that? He loved God so much. He said, I will not, I will not defile myself. And he was in a corrupt, corrupt system. He was serving under an ungodly king in an ungodly nation, in captivity. (laughs) And he purposed to live in a way that was pleasing to God. And he wasn't changed by the culture around him. Once he made that decision, they busted him praying three times a day. Hey, when you're in a corrupt system... You might want to think about praying three times a day. I think it was Smith Wigglesworth, I remember. It, was, it might have been Smith Wigglesworth that took communion like every hour on the hour. Just to remind himself of covenant, remind him who he was, and keep God in the forefront of your thoughts. Sometimes you got to go to another level. you got to do things a little bit differently. Daniel was excellent in a corrupt world, and he went straight to the top. He was put over everybody in the kingdom. He excelled. He made a decision to not be defiled and he excelled in wisdom. That's what the Bible says. He was excellent. God caused him to excel in wisdom, to be an interpreter of dreams, to be what the king needed. Daniel was what an ungodly king needed. God made him what he didn't change the king. He just put Daniel up beside him. See, when we pray, we got to get God's words, God's prayers, God's mind and thoughts. And we don't always, even though we're so smart, we don't always know what that is. So it's so important to be praying in the Holy Ghost, to get the thoughts that are coming up out of your spirit and to pray those words out. He was highly favored, this Daniel, highly favored. But it all started with, I refuse to defile myself. I'm going to live for God, fully pleasing him. And he did. That should be the best example for us in the day we're living in. This is a corrupt world we're living in. Jesus is coming soon. But Daniel went to the top, highly favored, 
fed by the king. (laughs) I doubt he lacked for any good thing because that's what the Bible says. We will not lack for any good thing. But we can't quote claim that if we're not listening to God and obeying. And that's about excelling. Again, he's going to nudge you in the days ahead to do things, to not do things. Why? Because you're going to another level. He's taking you to another level. And that's where you want to go. That's where we want to go, right? So let's just go. Give, don't let anything hold you back from going there. Nothing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against anything in our background, anything, any lies that the devil has to speak that would hold us back from what you have for us this year. Father, I thank you. You're taking this church higher. I thank you for the maximum, the highest level attainable. And Father, not one of us is willing to limit that. Not as an individual, not as a church. Father, help us to love like we've never loved before. To love you, to love others, to love the people sitting beside us. That no matter what, we will not be moved out of love. It's the most excellent way. It's the more excellent way. It's the way to excel. So, Father, I thank you that you will be quick to nudge us. And we will be equally quick to obey. We will have a determination in us, not our way, your way. Not convinced. There's no lie, Father, that can come to us that would convince us that our way would be the right way. Father, we humbly lay it down before you. Our lives are your life, are your lives, Father. We want to go there. We want to be an example in this world of what you can do with a church that's full of faith in you. We trust you, Lord. We trust you. Anything you ask us to do is going to take us higher. Work in us, Holy Spirit. Miracles, if necessary. Healing. Broken hearts healed. Minds in order, set right, according to the word. Father, I thank you that our church abounds in love more and more and more. And Father, we will have testimonies. We will prove your perfect will to the world. Holy Spirit, this is probably a different way than some of us have known in different areas. Maybe we've walked well in one area, but there's an area where we've not walked this out, known this way. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will strive with us, that you will gently but purposefully teach us. Teacher, teach us. Teach us. Jesus, you said we would do greater things than you did. 
a servant has to be like the master. Make this real to us. Father, we thank you for the plans and purposes you have to break chains this year. I thank you that we will work with you. We will be instant in faith and instant in love when you need us to be. We will recognize every opportunity and we will seize it for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, Father, work signs and wonders in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.